Hey there, folks. This is Tom and Allen, host of Comedy About the Pub. That's Cat PTU Me. The pub is as fake. The guests are real, virtual, but real. First of all, I am joined by my producer over here, Darcy Finder. How are you, sir? Hey, Todd. I'm well. How are you doing? You, you should be well, because everyone here is well, and our guest has a book to prove it. Uh, Alex Wood, comedian, uh, bon vivant, um, uh, a, uh, a networker of all things fantasy sports, um, uh, author, we will say, um, he has written a lovely book, uh, called, um, float like a caterpillar and eat meat. What is it? How do you say it again? What's the name of the book? It's called float like a butterfly. That's the one I wrote every word in it. Yes. <laughs> There is some controversy in the episode about this very thing, but there's going to be at least three jokes in there that you want to pay attention to. Um, it is, I can't wait to tear into this. Um, cause first of all, I like what my friends do cool things and this is a cool thing. How many of your friends, how many of your friends have written books? Right. Um, we talk about mental health and quitting things. And, uh, what else do we talk about in this? We talk about, uh, well, the pandemic, um, we talk about dog ownership. Um, we talk about potential vacation sites. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's a very, very brief uh, mention of Elon Musk. Just skip over that. And um, portion sizes in the U.S. Is there? We answer that question. Um, Alex, I can't wait for everyone to tear into this episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I hope to see you in the flesh soon. Well, you have to leave the basement, but I know, I know. Well, I'm in Toronto this weekend, so might happen. Um, yeah, because write them up will have happened by this point. And if you want to see the video and you want to see the video of this, you need to see how dreamy these guy, this guy's eyes are. Um, by the way, we didn't have a dog sighting. I was kind of sad about that, Alex. Yeah, he, I took him out for a long time earlier. He's full just he's pooped okay that's fine um because ernie is never coming down here um all right the if you want to uh join us on patreon it is three bucks a month and you go to patreon.com slash catp podcast to get full video access plus bonus features ladies and gentlemen here we are here is uh, alex here's darcy here's me and here's the music that starts the whole damn thing Westie. The fuck is a Westie? Seriously, what's a Westie? Oh, God. How is that still like that? I don't know. <laughs> Who's Westie? Uh, I was pretending to be my friend uh, for fantasy football. I pretended that I quit the league. Okay. And then I uh, signed in for the draft, and that's his last name is Westwater. So we all call him Got West, it. And I was pretending so to be West. him. But I switched it back. Like, I don't understand right. why it's like twice already, anyways. You got to go, you got to sign in into the online one. And then you change your name there because that's the one that propagates out. Yeah, no, I did that. I swear to huh. God, and it was back to Alex Wood for like weeks and weeks and weeks, and then all of a uh-huh. sudden now it's back to this goddamn Westie. Well, now so it's Alex Wood. Sorry, why did you just change the game? It says Alex Wood. Yeah, it says Alex Wood right there. Uh, well, I went to rename, but then to get okay. it to like just when you load oh, it up, you have to yeah. go right. to their website. Right. So what does your Westie impersonation sound like? 
Oh, I didn't impersonate him at all. I just turned it on to I as soon as I tur- I had the camera on black and uh-huh. I had him text the group chat and say like I don't know how Zoom works. I can't get the camera to turn on. And then when it was finally his turn to make a pick, I turned the camera on and was like like a wrestler surprise. I put on John Cena. Okay. They made fun of me, but I thought it was great. I thought it was sure. It's like months long storyline. I quit the the football league like three months before the draft. It was it was beautifully done. <laughs> so okay, walk me through your fantasy draft. You mean like, like what happened afterwards? Yeah, like like okay, because I uh, I have only been in a fantasy league once, and it was a hockey one set up by a whole bunch of other comics, and so I got in on that, and it was done through Yahoo, and it was fairly easy. I just wake up every day and go, he's hurt, he's not. Okay, move that in there. That's it. Right? You're drafting an entire football team, Darcy. This is where I'm going to look to you for help. I've never done not an the... entire football team. Okay, I'm sorry, Darcy. No, just pos- like positions, right? Like. You're yeah, like you don't draft the offense, either. somebody from the defense. No one usually it's no one for the defense and no like offensive linemen. You take three wide receivers, a tight end, a quarterback, mm-hmm. two running backs, and then a position that's called the flex that can be a running back or a tight end or Ooh, a wide receiver. The flex. Yeah. Okay. And then a defense and special teams. Like All right. so you pick like a whole team's defense. So you pick the teams. entire defense, okay. Yeah, like Baltimore, no. Baltimore's defense. So, and then this year, uh, we had several fall. Like, like <clears throat> we've all been friends since like literally grade seven, and we had like in the past two years like multiple twenty-year-long friendships end because of issues in the <laughs> league. It's great. It's absolutely great. <laughs> See, everyone hates to hear stories like that. I adore it. Yeah, because <laughs> it because it just shows how tenuous your relationship was. If a game of fantasy sports topples it over. See, I would just say more that the relationship being like, it's even more than some cases. Like when you've been friends with someone for 25 years, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. You're going to take like a couple year break. Like that's, that's like, <laughs> that's like fifties marriage level at that point. Like 25 sure. years. We're just going through a separation. You know, I've just moved out for a bit. That's all. That's all that's happening yeah. here. We will reconvene. You know, we're figuring out who who gets the wide receiver, and we're figuring out you know what the quarterback distribution will be. But we're fine. It's we still love you as friends, and that's well. I mean, I things. wish it was that magnanimous on the way out, but no, it's much, <laughs> <laughs> it's How much, much more like you always fuck do this shit i'm fucking sick of this you pulled this like 10 years ago in our hockey draft too and i'm like wow this is getting intense nice how do you know these guys oh we just went to school together okay together in, uh suburbs of ottawa please tell me at some point there is a laptop flip over zoom where the camera angle just goes stu- <laughs> stupid crazy please tell me that happens just like found footage like horror movies right like- or the big shut that's a that's another good one where it's just like like you see that and then it just goes. That's- uh, I've rage quit a lot of Zoom meetings. Um, really? I rage quit a game of uh, what's it called? Magic um, the Gathering. No, you know, <laughs> don't let the glasses fool you. No, <laughs> you know the uh, that game where like you get prompts and everybody writes jokes and then you vote and it was like huge. Oh, uh, uh, Cards Against Humanity. No, it, 
it's like Cards Against Humanity, but you actually write the jokes. And it's played oh. over like everyone's on their phone. It's really fun. Uh, I don't know how I can't remember the Quiplash. Quiplash. So it'll come up okay. like the worst, the worst thing to wear at a job interview. And then everyone right. like a clown wig, you know, or like, you know, mm-hmm. cummy pants is more like right. written. So uh, I was playing with my family about five weeks into the very first lockdown, like mm-hmm. April 2020. Right. And I, I raged quit a game of Quiplash because uh, my brother attacked my dog with one of his answers and like was seriously angry and rage quit it like full on like one of those. <laughs> what did he say about your dog? I don't know, but the reason I got extra angry is it won too. Like he, he said, "Oh, like, well, fuck that guy." And, and, then, fuck that and then everybody guy. voted, and then my family voted for it. So I, I told them all like "fuck you," and then shut the laptop. And was genuine too. It was good, good stuff. <laughs> what, uh, what's, what sort of dog are we talking here? He's a gorgeous uh, Shiba Inu mixed with a Jindo. That, okay, I don't even recognize those as words. What? So Shiba Inu is like Doge. Oh, is that gonna okay? okay yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Okay, perfect. I would yeah, definitely so buy cryptocurrency like, from that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He deals it for sure. Uh, hit up <laughs> Otis if you need anything. So Shiba Inu is a Japanese dog, and like that's okay. what they look like foxes. And then Jindo right. is a Korean guard dog, which is usually a lot bigger. But he got mm-hmm. the Jindo on side. So you scoured the Pacific Rim for this rescue. Well, he was. He was in a dog meat factory in South Korea. They were going to make him food, and then. And Jesus. Like thing. Yeah. Huh. yeah. So there's a thing there that rescues them and then they send them here. So that that's right. He was super, super skittish when I first got him. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. oh. look at you doing the God's work. He, uh, okay, this is pretty good. So he <laughs> first got him and on leash, uh-huh. he's really good and he's scared of people, but he's getting used to living in downtown Toronto, but there's on college street, like three Asian, uh, uh, fruit markets stands yep. like right in a mm-hmm. row. They're I know terrific. that place. Yeah, yes. yeah, they're terrific too. And when Otis, we're walking up towards them, like panic in its purest form, like all four paws go like, Geez, you're gonna have to drag me to get me there. His hair standing up on end. He's freaked out. Like I haven't seen him. He's just scared. I'm like, oh shit, right. is he racist? Because yes, like, that's a- yes, he and- is. <laughs> and it seems like it is. And then, uh, uh, and then one day. Uh, we notice he's also scared of sewer grates, and then right outside the place is like a f- like a shit ton of sewer grates, and it was such uh, a relief to be like, oh yes. god, he's not racist. Thank thank God, this would right. be so awful to explain. God, the so thankfully my dog keeps to his species with racism. <laughs> um, it's German shepherds. He loathes the German shepherds in our neighborhood, which is, I just like, dude, they, they forgave everyone for the war. Like they, like they said, they're sorry. It's okay. You don't need to. My, my dog is, is taking this British chocolate lab nonsense just a little too far. Like he's he walks by. And I assume when he's barking at them, all that's coming out of his mouth is, is the dog version of 10 German bombers. Right. Yeah. Or like two world wars in one world cup. That's all that's being screamed at these things as I'm pulling them back. Yeah. Yeah. Just drop in, just drop in. German shepherds are really weird for like, sometimes they're great with dogs, but they are for the most part, just bastard bullies. Right. Well, it, it just started recently. Like there was a, there, like, I knew he had this problem because there's two or three in the neighborhood. Now there's one that just moved in behind us, like the, the backyard neighbor, 
and he picked up a uh, rescue of a, uh, of a of a shepherd, and she is very skittish, and she's getting used to things. And I was like, hey, this is your neighbor. You're going to fucking figure this out. And so we – there's this pathway that, that kind of connects two roads, and it's, and it's just it, – it's fucking frightening because at night, it's dark. There's a house on one side, but then there's just bushes on the other. So you don't know what the hell is going to be. It's like, oh, great, skunk night. Like, it's that, right? So you don't know what's going to be coming. We're walking during the day, and then this new skittish shepherd kind of jumps out in front. And I, before I saw the owner, I didn't know which one it was. I was like, ah, fuck, here we go. And he's going to crowd, crowd, crowd like that, right? And it's the new the new dog. And I'm like, you are going to figure this out. And so he's like, oh, I don't want to. Like, you can see, it's like, I want to call it a name. It's like, you can't call it a name. And I was like, get over here. And so he's still and letting the other dog come over and lick his face and he's like <laughs> like you can see he's fuming so he finally they get their their leashes tangled up and so i let go of him and he just kind of walks off he walks to the end of the path and so I'm, I'm petting the dog this is the other thing he gets jealous when i give attention to any other dog so I'm like, I can play that card and go, oh, aren't you the nicest dog, aren't you? The, I see I see Ernie's over there. He's like, Ernie, get over here now. And he's like, oh, fine. And he comes over and then he, you know, they kind of like nuzzle up and it's like, okay, so they're fine. That one's fine. Right. Next day, we run into a German Shepherd puppy. So I'm like, okay, I just, I can't win. I can't win at this. And it's just the German Shepherds? Just German Shepherds. Well, it bleed. Okay. There's a 50-50 chance that your dog is not going to like the next dog it sees. That's that's what vets and trainers would tell you. Like, you know, the, they're not unlike humans. Sometimes you just hate a guy, right? Like, you just go, oh, it's fucking Doug Ford. Like, it's that. And you just go, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. And you would just do that. Um, but other times it's it's great people like Darcy. You know, it's like, hey, how are you? And then you, you know, we smell his butt and then we can move on. Um and it's hard to tell, like 90, I would say 80% of the time when he meets a dog, the big thing is that he just wants to play with it. Cause you can see like he goes into, into play mode and we're both on leashes and then he's like, this, this is frustrating. I can't play with you. And this is that. And then, uh, and then the other 20% of the times you can see that the thought bubble over his head is, I want to eat your face. And I don't know. What's it? What's your dog's name again? Otis. Cody. Otis, okay. Is he, Cody, is, he yeah. is he aggressive or anything? No, so like his breed, uh, now I'm going to sound like, uh, yeah, I can't say enough good things about my dog. <laughs> I have no negative His breed, the Jindo, is known as being like, can bring out the uh, playfulness in dogs that are mm-hmm. even scared or aggressive ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, I've I've had so many times like on walk or at the dog park like I've never seen my dog like tail wag for another dog and get excited. And okay. Like, yeah, I know. I, I, he's like a dog whisperer. It's wild. <laughs> Which is weird because he's a dog. Yeah, like yeah. you'd think that uh, <laughs> you'd think that he would like be able to like translate his power to another one, but he's like, no, just give me the dogs. It's like maybe. right. <laughs> But no, he's 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 a ba- he's he's a baby though. Like he's like the the only thing he didn't take that the is the Jindo guard dog. Like he barks thunder, especially for his size when someone comes in. Okay, but if they came in and dropped a cookie sheet. He mm-hmm. would sprint in the other direction and watch them murder me. Like <laughs> he has no like of the guard dog instincts. He's a Freddy cat. Right. Um. 
when we when we moved into the house here, um, there would be noises downstairs. You know, of like that we're just trying to figure out. It's like, oh, that's like the fridge or something like that. But like for the first little while, you just hear this clunk. And you're like, fuck, what was that? And uh, big old fucking god guard dog Ernie um, would uh, get up off the floor, go to the bedroom doorway, look out into it, and then look over his shoulder like, you you gonna go see what that is? And it's like that's kind of your job. That's sort of that's what we would expect you to do. And uh, it, it never worked out that way. It's always He's like, I'm right behind you, Todd. I'm right behind. You. Yeah, I got you. I got you, buddy. <laughs> I got like, you back. Can you can you even carry a golf club? No, well, not in my mouth, I guess. That's. Oh, oh. man, that's great. I love cutie pies like that, too, though. But it is really funny. Well, here I can I can show you. So the the wife's on vacation. She was asking me um, uh, how how uh, the dog was. And um, uh, I just I just sent her that. <laughs> so like does he miss her real bad? Um I think he just misses everyone. Um cuz he um uh I think he's bored as fuck. I think that's the problem. Cuz like as soon as I come downstairs he's like is it playtime? Like it is not playtime. I have to go talk to Alex Wood. Well, he's walking his dog. It is not your time yet. And it's like we had to have this conversation. Um I know as soon as she gets home, it will be a full-on assault. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. She'll be back after five days, and it'll just be... Rah, 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 and then she'll sit down, and he'll be on the lap like, you are not leaving. You're not leaving. You're not leaving. So, yeah. And did the pandemic change your dog? Because Otis gives big, enthusiastic, like, you'll get zoomies if you come home after, like, eight hours or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Now the pa- the pandemic, he's getting better now. But it was like I'd go to the grocery store for twenty minutes and come back and he'd freak out. And I was like, "Oh no, I'm you're getting broken." Right? No, he he has maintained the same because he basically he just like, "Oh, you're leaving. I'll be sad now," mm-hmm. and he just kind of lies down. And then when we come home, I don't know if your dog has kind of got this worker dog instinct in him, but ours definitely is like, "Here's a gift. Let me go get you something." You know, it's like the towel we used to clean was hanging up or a chew toy or something. He's like, I found you this, you know, and you can see him scan for his things. He'll go, nope, they yell at me if I have the shoe. Same thing. Nope, rubber boot. Same as a shoe. There we go. Stuffed animal. Bam. Uh, labs are like like uh, the Morris D of dogs or something, though. They always look like just a little sad anyways. Like, unless, yes. except, for, except when they're blisteringly happy, but then they always have that yes. like. Just those well, little, like, well in the eyes and that mm-hmm. slight, like, thing. It's really funny. I think it's for Oh, um, well. <laughs> I don't know if you can make out the eyes. There's the eyes. Just like, where's mom? That's literally all that says is, where's mom? That's a where's mom. Um, I knew yeah. you fucked this up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this your second dumbass? Hey, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I have those arguments with my dog daily. <laughs> like, he'll come over and just, you know, and you can see in his eyes, like, she is worth way more than you are. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It is the worst, but it's the best. They are uh, they are so fun. So how you been? How's Toronto? How's your pandemic? What's going on? Uh, you know what? I did really well 
uh, as well as you could do for from like March 2020 till January 2022. The mm-hmm. last Ontario lockdown in January broke me. I was doing so well. I got like in the best shape of my life, saved money, yep, all that stuff. And mm-hmm. then January fully broke me. I was I ordered Uber Eats every day. I put on 15 pounds. Uh-huh. Uh, my neighbor. My upstairs neighbor, who's my landlord, messaged me. He's super sweet, and he's never asked me once yet, but he's like, one day he was like, hey, uh, sorry, would you and your friends mind keeping it down? And it was uh, only Otis and I down there for the previous, like, 72 hours. (laughs) The conversations I'm having with my dog where I I say something to him and then respond to myself as Mm -hmm. him and then respond to that, those conversations are being so loud. And sound so different that he's like, hey, uh-huh. everybody keep it down down there. Like, Right. Okay, so I am picturing there's going to be a new meme of two frames and Alex doing this. And then Otis sitting at a table with a plate in front of him going. And that's that. Well, it wasn't like a heated debate. I think it was mostly probably the songs. But that, that really spoke to my... <laughs> What songs? You don't sing to your dog? Or, yes, or? every day I do. And he and, and, and my wife is like, Real, that's the tune of the day? It's like, well, that's what came. That's Is it always just like a random thing? Or do you, like, do you have like dedicated cover versions for your dog? There's some, there's some like, all the ones that are like repeated are originals. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, i sorry that I would not repeat them. Like, I'd have to be with a woman for like 14 years before I'd sing one of these songs in front of her. I see. <laughs> Unfortunately, we'll get a snippet. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's there, there little cutie pie songs about him and, and how he sees the world and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I guess I was singing so many of them, he thought I was shooting a fucking musical down here or something. Sure. And, uh, but yeah, otherwise, like, I, I'm good. And now, now I, I'm super excited for the anemic. Like, uh, you know, I'm. Uh, Got shows again, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm running. What I said was, yeah, I was so happy. Like end of February, I was like, oh my god, I have my old shitty life back, and I, I right. <laughs> you, you never know what you have until it's taken away from you. Yeah. But then it it's... took only a couple late shows for it to be like, oh, why the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Friday late. God damn it. <laughs> I um. Uh, I'm I'm with you. I'm sort of gradually finding my way back, um, because we still like I I with everything open. Like I, I would feel so much better if there were still like mask mandates. Oh yeah, I feel yeah, absolutely. Because Omicron is obviously way more virulent, and people are getting sick from like it's when when COVID started, no one knew anyone with COVID, right? Now, virtually everyone I know has it or has had it. Did you, were you unscathed? Did you not, did you get it all or no? I don't know. So (laughs) I was in Kingston and doing absolute there. And I, uh, after the Friday late show, I was like, oh, my throat hurts a little bit. And Mm -hmm. and I feel like a little of that, like, uh, you know, that like sting in your nose. That's like ever present when you're getting sick but i was like am i though like i was like i thought it was honestly just the the cigars and uh (laughs) so then like saturday night after that show felt like really blase drove back sunday kind of like 
hung around in bed and then Monday felt all right. Tuesday felt better. And then Wednesday I hear like Omicron exploding in Kingston. And I was like, Oh shit. I mean, I oh fuck. You did it. I was, yeah. I was the, I was the super spreader of Kingston. So I was, I was, I assumed that maybe I got it then. I don't know. I mean, I haven't been diagnosed with any of this strains. Have you, have you got it? No, no. You sounded no, so disappointed. Either. Now, admittedly, the only testing we've done is with the rapid tests, which, depending upon who you ask, uh, vary between zero and 80% accuracy. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I know that, I, uh, especially with Omicron, I know that it's like only on certain days, you know, like, like it's like four days after um, exposure, between four okay. and six days after exposure is when you'll actually get the test. And if you take it any other time, it's it'll just say negative. Okay. Huh. All right. Good to know. So now I'll wait until I feel like I've been exposed and then wait six days. I, I don't know about you, but like when I, when I heard at the beginning that every single, like, like most uh, infections happen between two and five days after exposure, there would be, I would have a chess clock in my head that would go, okay, I did groceries. I have to make it to Friday. <laughs> if I make it to Friday, I don't have it. Yeah. Great. You know, so, so every, every, uh, every outing just became like this digestible chunk of like, okay, uh, I went and saw the relatives Thursday. It is. Let's go. Let's do this. I can hate well, it. Where did, where were you for, where were you guys for the entire pandemic? We moved during it. So like two months after, after the first lockdown in March, we moved to Ottawa. Okay. And that's where so, you're at too, Darcy? No, I'm in Toronto. Oh, no. No, he's in Toronto. In, oh, okay. So, yeah, you know the struggle. Yes. <laughs> he, knows, he knows the pain. So, what is your – okay, so what is it like in Toronto then? Like, how, how does it work for you? Because basically all it worked uh, – all that happened here during the lockdown was we would put masks on, we would go get groceries, and we would come back home. That's it. Right? Because everything was closed down. I was just doing Zoom shows. That's it. There was nothing else going on. Yeah, home renos. That was it. It was that here too, and then every now and again you'd like read an article like, "Oh, after hours plays busted with like two hundred people in it at like." Jeez. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, no, it was like you know it was a ghost town. I, it it was shocking, like being out and stuff. Now I luckily, I was like right downtown in a one bedroom apartment, and then moved to like a big house out in the West End like a month before. Mm-hmm. or like December 2019. So it was like perfect timing for like, I had so much outdoor space, a backyard, a big front porch. Like I nice. had gone crazy if I was in the core. Right. We're like, this was like so much, I had so much room to go running to. And I was like right close to the beach. And like, mm-hmm. it was awesome. Nice. Now is that, is that where you live now or where are you now? No, then now I'm back downtown in a basement apartment. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's probably why also, well, January, you know, it's so cold and stuff like that, but right. It's okay. Downtown, like I, I'm with you, like the West end of Toronto. That's kind of where I started when I, when I, when I moved there, when I first moved and it is gorgeous out there. That was where kind of like the first house I bought was out there. Um, but as I move more and more downtown, I was like, no, you know what? This is what I miss. And I, I miss this the most. And and you walking your dog will acknowledge this and, and, and know this. When you walk your dog for an hour, you've gone through five different neighborhoods, Right. When I walk my dog for an hour, I am still here. There is nothing. 
There is a forest, several parks, but it's all the same area. So I'm like, ah, it's just, you know, oh, maybe we could walk to the mall. That would be fun. The center, you know. Nah, nah, don't don't care for it. Don't care. Dog loves it. Dog loves it. Oh, yes, sorry, he does. Uh, I was like two blocks from High Park, so that was like amazing. <sighs> Sweet. And then we it's shut it down. Just... That's where oh, I met, yeah? like I'm in Swansea. Oh, okay, so got, yeah, yeah, I got yeah. High I Park. Was... I got the lake. I've got the the trail along the Humber. Like, mm-hmm. uh, no end of walking. I don't own a car. Um, yeah, this is. I, I love this neighborhood. This was the only the first place that we. Everyone drives like such an asshole out there. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. It's it's insane. Like just walking my dog, like if there's like a hedge and I'm coming up to a blind corner and there's a stop sign, I always don't walk with confidence and I wait because I know someone's gonna roll through that stop sign. Yep. Like not even roll through slowly, like a fast roll through. I'm like, it's a blind corner, idiot. You're gonna kill a yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um by the way, that is not uh specific to just the west end of Toronto. <laughs> I would say that is more Toronto. Um, it's like, even, even in the neighborhood I was at, which was like just North of little Italy, always the same. Always. It's like, uh, is this the day? Come on, stay close, buddy. Like, it's always that. Um, really? Yeah. Cause I find Ottawa drivers worse than Toronto drivers. Um, maybe here's the, here's the thing because of lockdown, there's been fewer drivers out here. Right. Right. And it, it, if I, if I'm going down to, to absolute to do a spot, uh, it does not take long to get down there. So it's like 15, 20 minutes on the highway and boom, that's it. So like, I have never had a problem in that regard either. So I don't know. Well, and I guess the infrastructure is so different in both cities. It's hard to compare them, but I, I personally think Ottawa drivers are worse. I think part of the problem is that there's more cyclists in Toronto. Okay. So I think, I think guard, I think guard is up in Toronto. I think what? And pedestrians is also, it's also more pedestrians. So like, because, because they're constantly walking, uh, uh, walking around the, the drivers are, you know, sometimes not great. And like, I still follow like kind of like updates from Toronto. It's like, Oh, another dead pedestrian. Oh, another dead pedestrian, uh, critical condition, blah, 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 blah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Toronto also their pedestrians and their cyclists. Uh, are reckless as hell. Like mm-hmm. They have death wishes. So, and and that's coming from somebody who does both of those things. Yes, I am a cyclist and a pedestrian, and um, I like to think I obey the rules. I like to think that you know I kind of stop mostly. You know, yeah. I do that because um, I know when I'm driving, it's a pain in the ass as well. So, like, I'm always I'm always kind of consider it that way, but where. So how stopping at a red light or a stop sign on your bike is a case by case basis. <laughs> well, okay, yes. If no one's there, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Uh, red lights, I will always stop at though. And the reason being is like I know there's an asshole cop around here somewhere. That's why. Once. Always. It, yeah. You just do it once, and then suddenly he's like, beep, beep. Oh, great. Um, how would how are the shows? You, you said you're going back to shows. How are they? What uh, what have you noticed? Uh, are you, do you feel good going in? Like what's the what's what's the story on sh- on shows now? So honestly, so there's a um, bef- there's a before and after time 
and uh, it's defined by when they lifted the vaccine mandates. Okay. Like before lifting the vaccine mandates, shows were incredible. Now, that's not right. just because everybody coming in was vaccinated. It's also like everyone had been inside for so long mm-hmm. and, and wanted, were excited to be back out, which happened every time a lockdown yep. lifted. Shows were so easy the first like couple months. Yep. And then, uh, so from like September 1st on, when we really started going again, the shows were just like incredible. And then like the vaccine lifted and it is like the mandate lifted and it is like, they're just rowdier. They're a little mm-hmm. more, but they're more full and they're still like super fun and everything like that. But it does feel like I just read this article the other day that was specifically centered around comedy, but then like, uh, you know, uh, pulled back to like maybe go a wider lens on just how no one's behaving properly anymore. No. It was just interviewing all these comedians about how the shows are like, they're like, I've never seen it like this before. Like it's, it's bunkers out there. Like almost every show. It's it's funny you mention that because I remember when the when we first started to open up and there were like the vaccine like the the vaccine man like you needed the pass and everything uh, that was going on, so you knew the people inside were were vaccinated. Most of them would wear masks when they weren't eating or drinking or whatever, and, and they were spread apart and stuff like that. It was nice to see you could sense in the room. You're absolutely right that they had been cooped up for so long. They were just like, I want something normal again, and this is as close as we're gonna get. Um, but you also noticed that they kind of forgot how to do things like they, they had what I call the Kingston lack of inside voice, where <laughs> if you ever, if you ever did the, uh, I'm sure this happened to you last time you were there is, um, Kingston. I love them to pieces. I'm sad that club's gone, but, um, there'd be moments where you're about to roll into your punchline and just because they have no indoor voice, they just go, Oh, I have a Keith's. And so step right all over you. So there was that aspect of it where people like, they just need to be reminded in some cases like, Oh, ma'am, sorry. Can't mind talking. It's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. But now I think, I think you're right. Um, I mean, I, I, heard, this- I heard someone walked up on stage, the Oscars and uh, slapped Chris Rock. See, that's it's. I bet you he wasn't vaccinated. I bet you he was one of these trucker guys. I don't know a lot about this story, Darcy. Maybe you can fill me in. But I get the feel I'm seeing white guy plaid shirt, ball cap, uh, screaming freedom. Really, yeah, yeah, right. Alex, you want to weigh in on this? (laughs) So, uh, sorry, what's the os the Oscars? You said, yeah. (laughs) Is that a you know the Oscars? Right, it's like a big award thing. It's TV or oh, something. Oh, that one, yeah, yeah, no, that one. Um, right. And 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 then uh, Chris Rock was there. Oh, hang on, nope, the that's not that what I heard. Okay. The guy that used to be the wrestler. Right. Okay. Huh. Or wait, that's the Rock. That's the Rock. Yeah. yeah <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Someone had. I can't remember who the the tweet was. Uh, they had like the shocked looks of people in the audience as this thing was going down. And The Rock was one of them. And he said, pictured here, the shocked face of Chris's cousin, The. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you are. That is a beautiful, written, beautifully written joke. Um, yeah, I think I think now people... I think you're going to get a combination of people in audiences now. And I, and it's sadly, they have been divided into two groups, which are the ones that kind of play by the rules as best they could and are just happy to be out. And the other ones that are going, yeah, fuck you. I'm not vaccinated. Fuck off. And then they're, they're just bringing that lovely energy into every room they come into. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I've I've heard people voice that they're not vaccinated when somebody was like, hey, you guys like going to the mall? And then they're like, I'm not vaccinated. Like, OK. Well, they're they're not going to like my new fifteen minutes that I've got. Yeah, I mean that's that's really funny. I did some stuff about the convoy, and a couple of people made noise, and I loved it. I was like, yeah, yeah. I've been so like starved with, uh, you know, for entertainment and just being so bored. I'm like, yeah, please, Rowdy, Heckley, Bull, this is great. I don't give a shit. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's. Uh, uh, yeah, like the the stuff. What was it? I, w- I was I was in the green room at Absolute, and I had just done like stuff on like anti vaxxers and and all those all those idiots. I think it was it was before the trucker protest, um, uh, but I, I'd done it a couple of times, like like same sort of set and some other trucker jokes as well. And some of the other comics were like, "Oh, that's so brave of you to go up and do that and go." Why is it fucking brave? They're not in here. They have to be vaccinated. Right. They have to they they have to pass the gate. Fuck them. I don't care. And uh, now that they're in the crowd, I'm not going to change the material. I'll I'll talk about this to your face. You big, stupid face. Yo, the king of sting, Todd Van. <laughs> doesn't care. <laughs> I think that's the attitude I brought into this, because now it's. If this has taught us anything, it's life is excruciatingly short. So you might as well write the jokes you want. And yeah. that's the stuff that I'm commenting on right now. And that's stupid and sad because it, it's it's everything that's happening around us. But, like, that's where my mind is going these days. Like, how has your writing been over this? Um, uh, You know what? In 20... 20- 20 and 2021 i was adding a lot and then now i'm like pretty creatively bankrupt Uh, (laughs) last few months have been like one funny thing happened to me and i'm basically just like you know when you're like a just a court reporter i'm just reading the actual facts of what happened right story and then (laughs) but like before it was you know mostly it was obviously very like through the filter of the pandemic because i thought it was really silly Especially the shows in 2020 when we first opened up where somebody would go on stage like um, and just do their old acts. Like, right. Know, everyone in the crowd right. go like, are you a human being? Right. Yeah. You're standing behind plexiglass and you just removed a mask to get to the stage. Yeah. Like even if people weren't talking about the pandemic in like a political way or uh, vaccinations or anything like that, every Everybody's actors to like, so I'm spending so much time with my wife now because of the, yes, uh, or my kids are always home. Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and I was like that too, obviously. Like I was like talking about being like fresh. I, I mean, I broke up with my long-term uh, partner two months before it started. So my Oof. thing was like, Oh, sorry, man. Going on, uh, oh, that's okay. So going on dates during like the pandemic and stuff like that was like a lot of my angle. And then, like, uh, I got a grubby little Trump joke in there, like a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just stuff like that. It's, uh, well, well, now, uh, how are you finding it now that you're able to, like, go out and open a little bit more? So, like, now, because I would think during that time, it's like Tinder is basically just a, like, just a death bet 
where you're just like, okay, is she going to give it to me? Is she? What about this one? Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. She yeah, she looks not, like an anti masker. That might have been five or six months in, but then like ten months of celibacy forced from like a pandemic. Like <laughs> I would go by like some lady's profile, like no fucking libtards, Trump twenty twenty, and right. like absolutely, let's go, swipe right. Yep. I'll, <laughs> I, would go to, I would go to your home and breathe the same oxygen as you. I don't mm-hmm. care. We'll yep. go to a protest together. Uh, but now I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I have a budding relationship now. So it's, uh, nice. Right. When like, it feels like the biggest orgy in human history is about to start. I got, uh, <laughs> what you think it's going to be like the Dennis Miller line of like the day they cure AIDS. If you don't, if you don't have sex that day, give it up. You think it's going to be that? Uh, I think this summer is going to be like, yeah, like, oh man, rise of uh a different like transmissible like thing that like a, like i don't know man i'm so scared someone's gonna <laughs> fuck a deer and then it's just gonna be on from there or something sure <clears throat> someone's gonna be patient zero for something well yeah, and i just read this whole article about uh the, the super gonorrhea and i'm like oh good is that still a thing yeah, I remember reading articles about it like more and like every so often but never like having it come but then like Apparently now it looks like a dam might be breaking of like the drugs really aren't working on it. And there's this nice. new one that kind of works, but they don't know how well it works and how long it works. And uh, mm-hmm. they're just like, oh, yeah, like scientists are full talking. They're like, yeah, we might not have anything against gonorrhea by like 2030. And then I didn't <laughs> realize this too. Like gonorrhea is like easy to treat, but or was easy to treat for something. But if left untreated can yes. really fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. no. Like that and syphilis uh, took out most of the forefathers. Right, right. Syphilis. And that one, doesn't syphilis also make you crazy? Yes. It it, it does the long march up. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, so I read that article and was like, well, but then again, you read that article and you're still like, I don't know if I want to miss this orgy, though. I'm not like, yeah. You, you you can still wear protection, you know, that'll help some things. Oh, or are you Todd, anti? Grow up. Oh, okay, so we got an, another anti-masker here. This is great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just of course they've they've done lovely things with condoms. They're great. Right? Yes. No. They're they're ribbed now. Oh yeah, yeah. That's they, right. Yeah, they're ribbed. They got little bumps in the side. Sometimes they got the little. Little, 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 little jabby things out the side, like you know, the, the, for 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 pleasure. Apparently, I read magazines. What? Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah, little, uh, little, little, uh, little. Uh, uh, what's the word Centipede. I'm looking for? Are you actually yeah. taking the full packet off, or are you just sticking? Oh, maybe I'm not. It? God damn it! <laughs> how, how many layers are there? Darcy, Is it just? Uh, that's maybe you're right. I tend to I tend to just poke it or like right through. I grab it. I grab the the wrapper from both sides and just blammo onto the thing. Kind of like a kind of like one of those old timey uh, apple corers where it <laughs> did it into segments. I just kind of like blammo and it's like okay, let's go, lady. Oh, yeah, that's... that's why my wife's in uh, in, in uh, South Carolina right now. <laughs> She is. She's on vacay. What was the last vacation you took, Alex? Um, man, my travel history is very sad. But 
like a true vacation would be true vacation, not doing shows, not not like a oh, it's, it's a destination wedding or um, heading home for the folks or whatever it is. Like an actual, I am on vacation. Because the last one we had was just before the lockdown in 2020. We were in Costa Rica, and we had just read the news that morning that said, there is something coming to North America. And I just turned to my, I remember turning to my wife going, is this it? Should we send for the dog and just live down here? Like, is this the thing? And we got, we got back and within a week or two, done. You must have wished you stayed at times too. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I would love to have stayed in uh, in in Playa del Coco. Yes, I would have. It would have been delightful. Sell everything, send the dog. If if going to see family, visiting family, and doesn't count, I've truly been on one vacation in my life. In your life? Yeah, I was. It would be Las Vegas when I was twenty two with uh, Nick Carter. He won. Uh, free trip for two to Vegas, and we went together, and it was very reckless. <laughs> but I guess that would be it. And then I've been to, and then I went again to Vegas for Nick's wedding, where I officiated it, but that was for a wedding, right? And, and then that's it. Every single other thing has been for shows. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, I actually, I think I'm going to go this year. I have a couple places in mind. I also think I might just knock out like anything, just like Cuba. Just I got to go somewhere. I gotta do right. Something. That would be fun. I, I have never done that, and I would like to just like take a scroll, like like literally just pick up like the mouse uh, wheel and just go bzzz and go wherever it lands on like sell off vacations. It's like Bora Bora, let's go. Um, where, I don't know where I would do thinking? that because that could be I could see like ah Syria shit yeah <laughs> shit shit <laughs> kind of, shit be dangerous shit. okay and where is it is this uh, Curacao no it's Kiev okay nope that's bad too that's bad um where where are you thinking of going what's uh, what are the top two on the list honestly so it would either be Europe or uh, a beach uh, down south okay and uh, there's added benefits of both uh maybe just knock out the beach one now because i got i shouldn't just jump into a european vacation if i've never been on a vacation before i'm I'm gonna blow your mind here alex they have beaches in europe no i know that but the way i see it's crazy europe if i go to europe i'm not like all right it's gonna be like first of all i'm not like some trust fund kid here i'm only gonna be able to go for like max two weeks Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to want to do things that I can do here. You know what I right. mean? Toronto has nice beaches for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. And uh, I've been to the ocean on both sides here in North America. So I would feel like if I'm in France, I don't want to go to like, you know, Cannes or wherever the beaches are. I'm going to go to like, you know, I want to see Paris and, and, and go to the Louvre and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Okay. And then same with Italy. It's like, I'm not going to go to a beach in Italy. I'm going to be stuffing my face with food oh you can do both (laughs) trust me yeah you can do both i don't think you realize how much food i want to eat in this scenario but okay um you can do both (laughs) like (laughs) we take lunch to the beach and are sometimes offended by how small other families have packed and just like well apparently that's i mean every everybody says that about I was just, I went on a couple dates with a, uh, a 
woman from Mexico the other mm-hmm. uh, a couple months ago, and she was telling me about um, she I can't get over the portion sizes here. Oh yeah, and and everybody has like it's. It, and then, and then when I hear like what they, what, what is like a large Coke there? And I'm like, oh, I can't get over your portion sizes. What are you guys, eight years old? <laughs> like, oh, but their, me- you- their medium fry is actually our large and their, our but- small fries, they're regular. And I'm like, you ever seen a small McDonald's fry in a little sad paper? Thing? Yes. I'm like, that's not yeah. enough fries go to hell. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what they try and pass off at Burger's Priest. Oh, like really? I right would assume Burger Priest is one of those where they like load you up. Oh, do they? I haven't been well, in a while. I, I thought they would be. They, they better because they charge separately for fries. You can't even yes. get a combo. You have to like, here, no. can I pay $10 for a burger then $4 for a fry? There better be a lot of fries. <laughs> there's a Burger King down the street. Burger King. There's a Burger Priest down the street for me, like a yep. five-minute walk. I kind of want to go check it out right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the um, if, if you want out of... It's funny that two people from Canada and Mexico are talking about portion size, where right in the middle of both those countries is a land where it's like going to the Cheesecake Factory every day. You can see, that's the thing is everybody makes fun of Americans for the obesity thing, but every single Canadian I know when they go to America says when they come back, I'd be so fat if I lived there. Right. Yeah. Like I would be, it's, it's, it's like you got, they have like 20 flavors of Mountain Dew. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Like we think like, oh, there's like 10 kinds of Pop-Tarts probably. No, there's like 1400 kinds of Mm Pop-Tarts. Yes. They got bored of the taste of Coke. Yeah. Bored of it. So this needs something. Orange, okay. Blackberry, where are we gonna find blackberries? That sounds healthy. Ch- cherry Coke's pretty good. There are some. Love good. it. You know what? Uh, somebody, uh, Jeevan Gill, was a very fine, nice guy. He was over at my house last night playing poker. Brought over half Dr Pepper, half cream soda. Wow, mm. it's made by Dr Pepper. It's something else. It was. It's. It's an early candidate for my soft drink of twenty twenty two. Okay. And forgive me, I, I I gave you a little bit of Tucker Carlson face there. I couldn't believe what you had just said, but I'm you know, I'm willing you, to try this. You, you, I mean, it's delicious. I can't say enough about it. It, it was unbelievable. Okay. Dr. Pepper cream soda. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, Don't I do, do the mix I, yourself. Buy their version. Okay, all right. Yeah, I would not take not, the recipe into my yeah, own hands. Yeah, it's, it's not safe. You, you don't have the, <laughs> That's the, right. Okay, we'll just... Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I put a Mentos at the bottom? God damn it. Son of a bitch. Um, how, uh, through all of this, because, and, and one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on was to, uh, to, uh, to promo the, uh, the, the book of yours, um, is that within it, there's a, l- a lot of talk about mental health and stuff like that. So how did you find, like, like, I can't imagine your mental health did not take a hit over the course of the pandemic. Like, how did you stay right? How did you... Uh, you know, you know, you know, keep everything level, or did you? Okay, so I would say, at first, I was really good. The first, like, and I lasted a while too. Like all of March, I was like, I'm going to try and enjoy this like 
guilt-free existence of being like, this is what I've always wanted, kind of, is to be a complete piece of shit bum who does nothing. <laughs> Order Uber Eats and play video games and, and watch movies. And I did that for the first bit of March, so I was like, this is awesome. I mean, I'm so scared, but I'm, I'm you know, but mm-hmm. this is awesome. And then April was like, okay, weather starts getting nicer. It was really great seeing my dog Otis, like, after being, like, shut in for a month, basically, like, go back to a park and stuff like that. Right. And we start taking those kind of chances outside. Mm-hmm. And then May hits, and I'm running a lot, and I feel really good. And then halfway through May, I just was like, uh, I need to shave my head in the bathroom out of nowhere, which is never <laughs> a sign of like somebody. Right. Great. <laughs> and I had really long hair. It was like down to here at the time. Uh-huh. too. So yeah, I just shaved my head like to like the, the, the lowest setting you can before bald. So that wasn't the best like run after that. Um, and then when, like, whenever a guy shaves his head or talks about shaving his head in the bathroom, I always think of the Jordan Foisey jokes like now I'm going to get my kids back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, w- I really was like, I will become a soldier of fortune. And then was like, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I must do this. Uh, and then, I mean, working out was like, I was already really big into like exercises, physical fitness before the pandemic. And then that was like, after the initial wave of like, I'm going to be the biggest piece of shit I can. This is an opportunity to do that. I kind of thought, well, this is the opportunity also to like, really like, I mean, I'm so bored. It's like prison. Like let's get jacked or whatever the fuck. Right. You know? And then I was in a really good system for a while. Cause I had the book to write too. So like I would wake up, run like five to 10 kilometers, come home, take Otis to the park, um, kind of clean up around the house do whatever like that kind of stuff take a nap wake up at like three right for like four or five hours and then wait and then work out at night and then and eat dinner and then go to bed and that was really good and i ran that for like a few months and psychiatrist my psychiatrist and a lot of like you know therapists and everything will say like routine is very uh, important for people with yes. mental health issues and more so everybody but specifically people with mental health issues and i really i got it was like yeah man i I feel like great like and it was so productive so it was it's very like there's cycles for me i guess is what i'm saying you know Mm -hmm. and how how do you feel kind of like coming out of the coming out of the end of it now i mean yeah i really it was it's funny todd because like right before the pandemic started and not in the way that everybody says like i was thinking about quitting comedy and not in the way like where we're always kind of thinking about it. I was like, right. okay, I'm, I like never thought like I was seriously entertained this, but I was. And right. then uh, pandemic hits and there's this like adjustment period of like, you know, wow, I don't miss stand up as much as I thought I would. And this mm-hmm. thing I thought I couldn't even live without the first like couple months. I was like, wow, am I going to quit when this is over? Because like, I was thinking about it anyways. Now I've seen like, I can be away from it. And then about three full months passed and I was just like a flip a switch. I'm like, I have to tell people about my penis right now. Right. I don't know why, but I must mm-hmm. tell them what's going on with it right. in a microphone in my hand. And it should be in a comedy club and not on the bus. Yeah. Well, I'll take it anywhere I can, but I mean, <laughs> ideally a comedy club. So then, right. you know, I kind of basically what I'm saying by that is like, it really did give me perspective 
of of like, oh man, I I mean, I saw what it was like when this like life that I hated right before this started was taken away from me. Right. And we all did kind of get like at least comedians or somebody in like that. It's a wonderful life situation. We're like seeing what it's like with them. It's like, oh God, this is, this is not tenable at all. It's way worse. Yeah. So it kind of makes me appreciate comedy more. And then like, for sure, uh, coming out of it, I, I definitely feel like hopeful for myself and like my surroundings and my situations and things I can do. But overall, obviously, how is anyone not terrified to the point of near tears every night before bed? Yeah. No, I can't like, I can't imagine, like, I can't imagine, I, I, I think everyone has some, no one's perfect mentally. No one is perfect mentally. And so something like this would amplify where you are, I think. Like, it, like if you're, um, if you find yourself more reclusive, it's going to, it's, it's going to draw you back in. Uh, if you find yourself more outgoing, that's going to drive you nuts because you can't be. So it's, it's really kind of screwing everyone over. Um, and I felt really bad for people who suffer from mental illness or, 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 or need assistance because then suddenly like the, like you say, the routines you had, if you have like an ongoing appointment that you had and suddenly you're shifting to zoom, which is something completely new. It's not the best, but at least it's something like there are so many things that kind of eroded away from your experience that you get, that can really throw up some, some, some roadblocks. And so like when, when we all have friends that, you know, that, that are, are, are grappling with something. And I was just happy that they were, if not, if not great, okay. You know, that they, that they found the way through it. And it sounds, it sounds like, you know, just being able to find that routine for yourself the odd hiccup aside seems to, uh, well, you're here. Let's put it that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and I think that's, uh, it was like sort of like a boot camp probably for a lot of people with their mental health too, in regards to like so many temptations are in front of you. I, so many triggers for so many different things is mm-hmm. boredom is just, uh, anxiety, like realized, and I just faced that monotony every single day, almost constantly, as I think for a lot of people, uh, it probably was trial by fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me personally, like I, I was going to live therapy for like literally just over a year when mm-hmm. the pandemic started. And then I switched to like Zoom. So, yeah. and then continued to do that for about a year and a half. Like I realized I was talking to my therapist one day over his Zoom, like, I don't know, I don't right when I crossed the threshold, probably, or whatever, but I was like, wow, do you realize we've now been doing Zoom therapy longer than we did, like, regular therapy? Right. Which is, like, messed up. But then you, you just get used to it. I mean, what else can yeah. you do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We, uh, we shifted this thing to Zoom. Right. Yeah. And uh, are we going to go back? I'm not having those filth monsters coming into my house. No way. No. This is fine. And besides, uh, I'm now able, I'm now able to talk to anyone in the world. That's what I like about this. Right. Well, and professional, when you see professional shows are now like people are at their house, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like all, all the sports shows and everything like that. And, mm-hmm. and, and more show like that Monday night football thing where Peyton and Eli Manning called <laughs> yeah. a game. Like they're both just like, it looks like exactly like this. You know what I mean? Like two box screen with this is. Yeah. It's insane. And it, it, what I what I love about this is everyone picked up like that. 
right? People are still going to online shows because in some cases, geographically, this is the best option for you. You know, if you're in the middle of nowhere and you want to see a comedy show, guess what? If there's one online, you can now go, right? Um, people are also, it's like, this offers a comfort as well. It's like, you know, when I'm, you know, asking people to come onto the podcast, it's like, oh, by the way, it's done over Zoom. Yes, absolutely. Let's do this, right? Because then you just sit here like that. Um, so what is, uh, what brought on the book? How did, how did you think about starting up the book? What's the name of the book? Is it a book? Can people get the uh, book? Let me know about so- this book. It's actually just a cotton candy. I don't know where you keep getting this book from. I started okay. <laughs> uh, making my own cotton candy. But oh, good. Ago, I sell it. Um, book's called Float Like a Butterfly, Drink Mint Tea. It's right. a memoir about uh, me getting sober and uh, boxing a mint tea. Okay. And it's, uh, I, it came about, I had a podcast called Alex Wood Quits Everything. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, from... April 1st, 2017 to April 1st, 2018, I was already off hard drugs and alcohol. And then I quit uh, weed, uh, caffeine, biting my Mm -hmm. nails, cigarettes, red meat, dairy, porn, sugar, social media, Mm -hmm. cards, gossip, and my smartphone all in a year. And then I wrote an article for Vice with about a couple months left in the podcast about like it's called how to quit everything in 2018 i didn't come up with the title but right uh and then based on that one article like such a fortunate like situation that like does not (laughs) most people like how they got a book published does not like just that part of it was a bed of roses (laughs) right the vice article happened and then charlie demers who's a very talented comedian Mm -hmm. out of vancouver who has a friend of the show yeah, it has his own imprint on uh, on um, called Robin's Egg underneath Arsenal Pulp uh, Publishing, and mm-hmm. he just full on asked me, he's like, "I think your story's great. I think this article's great. Like, do you want to write a book?" And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and uh, and then that and then uh, yeah, so that's how it started. And then I, uh, I I basically was like on the job learning. Like I had a kind of a natural talent for long prose writing. Mm-hmm. But it's very different, uh, you know, a 1,200 word article for Vice versus a 60,000 word. Uh, right. But uh, Charlie's just so great teacher. Uh, and uh, and it was uh, like an education in writing just working with him on it. Because he already mm-hmm. written six books. Right. He, um, he is kind of like the Marines. Is like he has done more than you can even imagine doing by like new or whatever. Just like you look at the volume of work that he turns out and like, how do you do this and still do albums and stand up and shit? Like, it's just like the amount of writing, like his hands must be constantly exhausted. Right. Like yeah. I just, yeah, he's, and, and he did like a couple lines in the book. Cause he was like, he asked me, you know, as comics, because it's not a script, right? He's like, while I'm editing, if I think of a joke, do you mind if I pitch it to you? I was like, no, but I'm telling you right now, I probably won't take any. <laughs> I think there was three in there that I just liked so much. I was like, I absolutely have to keep it. Right, 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 right. Well, that's good. So yeah. it, it, it's nice that he was able to not only do that, but also punch up and and well, help get Todd, this through. I don't know if you intentionally tried to troll me by saying punch up when I clearly went out of my way to say that he did not punch it up. Okay. That's a bit much. It's three lines. Three, three lines. Jokes. Yeah, I know. 
three lines that have punched up and just made that book so All infinitely right. remember, better. Remember we were talking about this? <laughs> remember. We got a zoom hey, on our hands here. I remember I you from the football draft. <laughs> uh, um, I should have so- I should have committed to that and then like messaged you like, hey, that was actually a lot of fun. But I have Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if we didn't um, have to record the intro right after this, I'd be all for exactly. quit. If it wasn't <laughs> but it would it would have been nice to have like just a black box where Alex was <laughs> like, for the for photo. the intro too. Yeah. It would be for really the intro. funny. That would be Yeah. I mean we, we have, try we have about the... downloads, uh controversial ending is yes. that's what storms off oh. the podcast. That's the first that's the first episode everyone would download. Are you kidding me? It's like Gallagher walks off of WTF. Like, where do people start with that one? Start with Gallagher walking off. That's where you go. I still have the episode where Carlos Mencia gets called on being uh being a joke thief. So that's a fun one. He went on Marin? Who? Uh Mencia? Yeah. Yeah, very, very early on. Um wow. like in the first in the first couple of hundred episodes he's somewhere in there wow yeah i have three that i keep around just for for a listening pleasure um there's the original one with mencia and then there's the one afterwards that he goes and talks to a bunch of other comics and then uh re-interviews mencia and then the third one is president obama so those yeah yeah the obama one's okay yeah but yeah i keep forgetting it's like oh yeah the gallier one i should have kept that one oh well um Float like a butterfly, drink mint tea. Available, available online, uh, where uh, wherever people buy fine books. Yeah, Arsenal Pulp's uh, website or uh, Amazon or Chapters website. Yeah, lots of okay. different avenues. All right, I will have a link in the show notes so people can click on it and enjoy, and then they'll scramble through trying to go, what are the jokes that Charlie wrote? And that's what they'll go through. Um, I can't thank you enough for being here, brother. It has been so long since I've seen you. And I've, I feel like you were like one of the guys, like whenever I showed up in Ottawa when you were living there, and I was like, oh, cool, Alex is on the show. Like it was it was always one of those. And I always, it, was, it just, it made me feel at home. When you were there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, thanks for having me, buddy. It was great catching yeah. up. It was great seeing you. Um, where do people contact you online? Did you get rid of all social media? Are you done with it? Because I understand now that Elon Musk has, has bought up the whole thing. Now I'm kind of interested again. Well, so yeah, there's some of the things I quit forever that I'm uh, and most and all the important ones, but social media, I'm, I'm as addicted as I as I ever was. So wood sure. comedy on everything, Instagram, okay. Twitter, wood comedy. All right. We'll have uh, we'll have links in there. Uh, Darcy, where do people find you? Uh, D. Fiander on Musker coming soon. <laughs> on but, uh, Monty and Darcy on Instagram or something real. <laughs> um, I guess that's what it'll be called now. Sure, Musker. Yeah, send out a Musk. <sighs> I just check out my last Musk. Yes. <laughs> well, they all stink. That's the that's the musky note. It's a stink. Um, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of social media, you can follow this very podcast on CATP Podcast across all the social medias. That's right. 
cat pee. Except for TikTok, it's coming about the pub because some guy is uh, pretending to be us. Uh, but that's where we drop out the uh, the little clips from the Patreon, so you can see what that's like. If you want to see the full video plus bonus content on every episode, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash CATP podcast. Um, you can follow me personally at Hey, it's TVA. Oh, yeah, about the podcast, whatever you're listening to, where whatever device, whether it's like iTunes or Spotify or Deezer, whatever, you know the drill. Five stars, talk shit about us in the commentary. Five stars, talk shit about us in the commentary. Um, as well, uh, write em up show. Uh, for uh, all the write em up biz that's going on out there. Uh, we just will have, by the time this drops, we will have just done the sixth anniversary show uh, at Comedy Bar in Toronto. There will be online shows again as well and other live dates. There might be even some in other cities. How fun was that? Um, follow those uh, on all the socials at Write em Up Show. And um, you want to know what I'm doing? Well, none of your business. Actually, it is. Uh, you can go to heyitstva.com slash calendar for all my dates and deets for anything online or in person. The in-person ones are coming up a little bit uh, more and more every day as things get more and more cozy out there. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Alex Wood, the no longer Erswell Darcy, and myself, when you listen to Cat P, you're in for a good time. Jimmy and Bobby, you are always the podcasts. Lately, lately, I find I rush. 